Rubik's on my circle, nigga, no Rubik's. These niggas learning just to hurt you. I'm like, no Judas. Summertime, top off. Fake ass Louis, knock off. Young nigga, lost cause. Until I pray to God that we all fall. Rest in peace to God, Nipsey Hussle. Peace, love, and life, family. Peace, love, and life. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, I want to give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. Multiple ways you can find this platform iTunes slash podcast, the Anchor app, Google Play, my Instagram, him underscore not underscore them, Castbox. Type in 30 Talk in the search bar. There you find the melanated man. Excuse me, family. Allergies. There you find the melanated man holding half his head up. Underneath his head is a crown. That crown represents our royalty because I got loyalty and royalty inside my DNA. Click like, subscribe. Keep up with the conversation. Drink your water, eat your greens. Hopefully everybody is recovering. You know, the melanated community has yet faced another blow, a gut blow. Some people will consider it a low blow. Stooping so low to take away, to take a physical life from an individual who was just blossoming into their own. Into their own, meaning that their cup was running, running over and people were benefiting from his spill. You understand? And the opposition chose to remove this individual from this physical plane and it's still unfathomable you know i really i really can't put into words how i actually feel because i want to use this as a teachable moment but when we speak about oppositions and plays and psychological operations we have to understand that that shit is real okay and this is another example of many another chapter or an example of a many of examples that we've had in our history. And yet, we still choose to use the word conspiracy theory. I suggest individuals look into the history of how the word or the term conspiracy theory came to play. Because that word came from your government. <laughs> if you didn't know, I think it was either Richard Nixon or Carter or one of them. I think it was Nixon. And they came up with that phrase to simply combat exactly what the government was doing. So instead of individuals actually knowing the truth, you will consider the truth a conspiracy theory and then look at this false reality as the truth, <laughs> which is crazy. But we find ourselves looking at the facts as conspiracy theories when they're not, when we have to stop allowing the opposition to think for us and we should think for ourselves, mainly because we have two eyes, mainly because we have our own brain. But we are so we are being consistently fooled by or we're, we're being shown a level of ignorance so often that we can't decipher what a true reality is supposed to look like. But the death of this individual right here, Nipsey Hussle, shows people that the government ain't playing. I can go down a list of entertainers that was on the same philanthropy outlook as he was and, the, and these individuals met their demise. 
Excuse me, family. I told you the allergy season is crazy. Um, let's just take a few years back in the 90s. We had Tupac Shakur. What was his main message outside of his thug life persona? What he was actually saying? What was he actually trying to promote? You feel me? Take a few steps back further to him. What was Bob Marley promoting? What was, what was he saying in his music? What was he trying to preach to the masses? And that was in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay? And then we'll go into the 60s when we have Sam Cooke. These are all individuals that met their demise. And it's not no conspiracy theory that they didn't live up to see their 40s. Because if that's what they were doing in their late 20s, early 30s, the kind of mindset that they had, what do you think, what, what do you think their next thoughts would be? Just to take a little, a little left turn, you see on the internet all the time when they say, yeah, men don't mature or get their wisdom until they're in their 30s. And they're talking about when it comes to compatible, to being compatible with a woman. Imagine when a man really comes into himself in his 30s, what he going to do in his 40s when he thinks about his people, the melanated people to be exact. Because what we, what we fail to realize is that when we are a minority in this country, we are the majority on this planet. And we have to come together somehow, not in my lifetime or the next lifetime, but we have to try to find and understand that the real enemy ain't the person in my neighborhood. It's the, it's the individuals who feel as though that we only belong in this neighborhood. You see me? And it's unfortunate that we still think that the person that looks like us is our real enemy when it ain't. And the real enemy will send people that looks like you to do their dirty crimes. And then we'll call it a conspiracy theory. Yes, we hopping right into it because what we're going to talk about tonight is going to let us know exactly what the fuck is going on. And it's unfortunate that it takes death and turmoil to turn niggas' heads around the right way. We've been, we've been looking backwards and walking backwards at the same time. Now that we have an opportunity to turn our head on straight, we see a whole new world. We see a whole new different, a whole new different, <laughs> a brand new understanding. You see me? And it takes, it takes a level of understanding. It takes a level of oneness. We have to be true to ourselves. And that's what Nipsey Hussle was uh, projecting. Projecting, preaching, one of the proprietors of, you understand? Because he could have took his money and easily went back to being in the hills or be on an island somewhere. He had an understanding that he didn't want, to, he didn't want it for himself. He wanted it for his people. Something that we always talk here at 30 Talk because he was an individual that I looked to as a man. Someone that I aspired to be like. And he was in my age group. He is in my age group. Like, so it's, it's not that I'm sad that he's gone. I'm thinking about what he's left and the people who were, who were not necessarily depending on him, but the people who loved the individual outside of what we got to saw as fans and shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing. Like, young kids in these streets, like, you took a father away. For real. And we're going to talk about tonight in the, in the free rant segment. We're going to kind of look at how many other people, the government, the opposition, white America. You feel me? I don't give a fuck what you choose to call them. These individuals are grimy. <laughs> they, play, they play the same game we're playing by a different set of rules. And yet we still have this moral code because we're supposed to be such a forgiving people. When these people have, we've... <laughs> We've forgiven the opposition for all the wrongfulness they've done for us, and we, haven't, and we have yet to confront them. We take out our pain on each other instead of the actual individuals that are oppressing. All right? And, I'm, you know, I'm getting in my jam a little too early. I had because this is a year. We are a year into installments, good people. 30 Talk is one years old. And 
that celebration has to get on the back burner because this this has to be said. This has to be addressed. What we're experiencing is a play. It's a chess move. And we have to prepare ourselves for the next move. Or we should have to prepare ourselves for our move. Okay? So, yes, we are in mourning. Yes, we feel like shit. But we have to take what Nipsey has started, this marathon, and we have to continue running this motherfucking marathon. Excuse me for cussing. I'm just in my jam. So, on the other side of this break... We're going to continue. <clears throat> we're going to continue this conversation. But we're... Trying to wiggle out they mazes. Yeah, me. He left us a lot of gems, though. You know, I would rather the person than the gems. But we, at this point, we got to take what we have, right? And it's unfortunate that somebody else made that decision for us. You see me? And, like, one thing that I saw on the internet often that I just was not a fan of is, like, how the first... <clears throat> ideal or idea we run to is black on black violence like we are in 2019 individuals commit crimes against individuals who live in their community so if you live in an all-white community there's going to be white on white crime if you live in an all if you live in a all hispanic community excuse me allergy season it's going to be spanish on spanish crime even though spanish is a language so it's more so hispanic <laughs> Excuse me, family. I told you. I'm trying my best. <laughs> um, if you live in an all-Asian community, it will be Asian on Asian crimes. But the one difference between the Asian community, the Hispanic community, and the white community, they band together. They understand the power of community. They understand the power of spending their dollar amongst them. Because remember, um, Killer Mike on his series that he has on Netflix, his title escapes my mind right now. The white dollar stays in his community 20-some days. The Asian dollar stays in his community 20-some days. The Hispanic dollar stays in his community double-digit days. And the melanated community's money stay in its community six hours. We work eight-hour shifts. Our money don't even stay in our community as long as we be at work because we spending money at work with somebody else. Where you go spend your lunch at or X, Y, and Z. So what we have to understand is that psychological operations disrupts a way of living, not just one aspect of life. 
Nipsey Hussle understood that. Wiggle out their mazes. We have to understand what's actually going on around us. We have to actually pay attention to the details of the sounds, the details of the manuscripts, the details of the news, because we don't pay attention to details. We want one result. We want one outcome. Right. And if it doesn't come the way that we want it, we scrapping the whole plan and we making a new one where there's a way where there's a will. There's a way we have to will our way out of that mindset. We have to move in a direction. Nipsey Hussle was promoting that self-love, self-appreciation. He understood that once you have enough self-love and you have enough self-appreciation, you can appreciate the ones that are around you. When everybody's around us is struggling, of course, we can't see a shining light in a dull moment because everywhere we look is dull. And if the minute that we see someone shining, we don't appreciate their light. We hate the fact that we don't have that light, not knowing that we possess in. <laughs> Abundance of light within ourselves. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Let's start moving in a direction. Let's start moving in a direction that's going to make us feel better about ourselves. Let's start moving in a direction that's going to make people understand that we ain't nothing to fuck with. Instead of being the butt of the jokes. Instead of being the reason why everybody else is, I'm sorry, being the reason why we're seeing everybody else propel and we're still trying to stay afloat. Nipsey Hussle's death, mm, getting my jam, I'm getting a little frustrated. Excuse me, good family. Nipsey Hussle's death was, uh, it showed people, individuals that the good die young for real. <laughs> and we thought the good died young meaning dying before you was 21. Now that we're at this 30 talk age, late 20s, early 30s, depending what your age is listening, or even the age that you are at right now. You are still young. You know why? Because you're still on this plane. You're still on this existence. So young is a, like a figurative speaking type of word. Young, young just depends on your mindset. Young don't depend on your number. Age ain't nothing but a number. You're right. Because an 18-year-old can be more mature than a 30-year-old and vice versa. So the number, don't give you no, the number doesn't give you your maturity. How you live and carry yourself gives you your maturity. So... We have to keep that in mind. And the three individuals that I'm going to highlight in this middle segment of tonight's conversation is individuals who died in Ferguson. This is when Black Lives Matter just had got rolling, you know, and Mike, Mike Brown had just passed. And these three individuals in particular that I'm going to highlight had strange deaths. It just didn't measure up. It just don't make sense. You know, similar to Nipsey's death. It just don't make sense. And I'm not going to get into the details of what's going on because I want people to I want people to do their own due diligence. Start questioning why Nipsey didn't want that man in their set initially. Why he was already shunning son from jump. Why you can't find no criminal record on this man when he's been known as a known shooter. Why does this man have a high priced lawyer? Why is nobody talking about Shorty that was the getaway driver after Son had bust uh, Nip Nipsey Hussle? No, I'm not trying to say. After he wrongfully shot my man. You feel me? So we have to start paying attention to the details because that will tell you exactly what you need to know. These three individuals faced similar demise. Darren Seals, DeAndre Joshua, and Edward Crawford. These individuals are not even on the mainstream. They were trying to affect change in the city that they came from, Ferguson, Missouri. 
Same city Mike Brown died. Darren Seal and DeAndre Joshua died from one gunshot wound to the head and found in a burning car. Even if this was like a murder, street dudes ain't thinking about shooting you in the head, driving you to a field, leaving you in a burning car. Not, not, a, not a street dude. He gonna try to catch you leaving the store with your baby mama. He gonna try to catch you at the club coming out the club when you got two bad bitches on your arms. That's, that's how niggas try to kill you. That's how you know that the individuals, if the government really want to get you, they're going to touch you. They're not going to send people in the community that look like them. They're going to hardwire the people in your community that don't like what you do so they can do their dirty work for them. So when people talk about conspiracy theories and all these things, we have to start thinking if you was the person with the money, you want to make sure that there's no trace of you. You have to go through somebody to go through... Go through somebody to go through somebody to get to me. That's how the game is played. We still, we still feel niggas. You understand? How we how we portray things, how we, how we um, what's the term I'm looking for? How we look at things. I had a deeper word, but I ain't got it today. We don't understand that. Shot in the head one time, found in the car burning. But if you know in a burning car, you get rid of all fingerprints. You get uh, all traces of DNA. Okay, it takes a smart person to understand that. You can't say nobody in the hood that's going to just kill some regular people. And these individuals was 26 and 20 years old when they died. They haven't even, they didn't even, uh, you feel what I'm saying? They didn't even have the chance or the opportunity to. Okay. Edward Crawford, he was 27. And he was, his death was considered a suicide because he was, they said he was going through some shit. How was you going through some shit when you was finally getting social recognition or, or uh, mainstream recognition for what you was doing in your city? You understand? We have to understand that the messianic forces that they take away from us are the ones that are really were the ones that were really going to lead our people. When, when we talk about messianic force, the melanated messiahs, right? These are the individuals that I've seen lay their life down lay their life on the line for their community. That's why they're my melanated they're my melanated messiahs. All right? Don't tell me don't tell me some white man sacrificed himself for the greater good for the people because if I look at history as long as I've been alive, there there hasn't been too many white men that sacrificed themselves for the likeness of the people. I'm talking about all people. You feel me? Anybody that talked about all people, Martin Luther King, Bob Marley, Tupac Shakur, they're dead. And their deaths were quite wonky. And they was talking about all people. I can't go down a list of white entertainers that were speaking out against uh, social injustice. We so quick to give the, uh, the Caucasian race credit for stuff. What are we giving them credit for? And I'm not trying to make it a race thing here because I want people to use their brain. But I'm just thinking like name one white face that did something for your melanated ass. And don't tell me John F. Kennedy. He was doing stuff for the American people. He was trying to wake up all the people. We just happened to be here. In his eyes. For to a degree. Okay. So don't so don't don't so don't give me that that white messiah. There ain't no white messiahs for him. All my messiahs is melanated because I can go through history about individuals who sacrificed their lives for us. 
And that's what matters. And that's what comes into play when you think about why someone like Nipsey Hussle or Darren Seals or DeAndre Joshua or Edward Crawford or Khalil Muhammad or Fred Hampton or Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. These individuals died because they were projecting something, an idea, a way of living, a lifestyle that goes against everything that the opposition is trying to portray. And yet we would throw all these individuals' deaths away as conspiracy theories because we just can't possibly see the government taking these individuals out. Especially these three. These, these three are nobodies, quote unquote. They're nobodies. Nobody's going to miss them. So that's why I have to make sure that these three names get resonating a little louder because these people ain't on the mainstream level like a Nipsey or a Bob Marley or a Tupac Shakur or a left, at least a left eye Lopez. Okay. We're missing, we're missing something, and, and, we, and we're purposely missing it at this point. We don't even want to acknowledge it because we think if we look at it too long, we might be next. Come on, man. If, you, if they want to touch you, you're going to get touched. And this was an example of that. And these three deaths, outside of the fact that they died, like when they are getting national recognition for who they are as people, before they could even get a bigger buzz to really show the type of individuals how strong these melanated men were. How strong these melanated men's minds were. And still is because they're able to pass down knowledge even though they're not on this plane. So we have to put these things in perspective. We have to start understanding these things. It's a free rant, but it was, it was more of a life chant. <laughs> this is a life chant. I want us to really pay attention to things. On the other side of this break, we're going to have a conversation. I'm gutter, I'm genius. You see me? Triple G, triple OG. You understand? We missing something, people. We missing something. It's not that we can't find it. We just got to look a little harder. Stream all of Nipsey Hussle's music. He owned his masters. Another reason why they had to take my man out. Not only was he playing in the Monopoly, mm, not only was he playing in the Monopoly game, he was playing big dog status. He had all them, whatever those good properties names was. Ballpark and all them. I forgot what that shit was called. I ain't played Monopoly in a brick. But yeah, he was a big dog. He was making a staple, not only his community, but in the grand scheme of things. And if one nigga can do it, shit, all us niggas can do it. They can't have that. Oh, you did just enough. Mm-mm. Let me go ahead and stop that. But then... As cowardly as the opposition is, they're not going to do it themselves. They're going to put a battery in somebody else's back. 
You feel me? Hype somebody else up. Turn someone that looks like us against us. How crazy is that? We've been without for so long, we're going to get it by any means. As long as it comes with a bag. As long, as long, excuse me. As long as it comes with some clout. Shit, man. <laughs> so this conversation brings me to why we have Pro as a term. If you're not familiar with Pro, that is what the CIA came up with in order to send individuals that look like us into our communities to disrupt, to get what they call it, intel, right? And raspy raws on IG, raspy, R-A-S-P-Y underscore raws, R-A-W-L-S. He lets you know. It's some, it's some things, some things you need to know. It can happen. And I'm looking for one in particular. All right, let me, uh, let me play this for y'all real quick, good family. Listen to this. individual's name was William O'Neill. All you have to do is type William O'Neill informant on YouTube and his interview will come up. Now, mind you, these interviews came out like in the late 80s, you know, late 80s, 20 some odd years after they killed Fred Hampton because that luxurious, that luxurious, ver you know, I have a problem with them all words, that luxurious voice that you heard was Fred Hampton's voice. He was 20 years old when he passed, and the police raided his house and killed him with his baby mother in the bed with him that was pregnant with their eight-month-old baby. You can find that on the internet. All right? So before we be throwing this conspiracy theory word around, let's just do our due diligence on the history of whatever the fuck we think we know from whatever the fuck we are practicing. I'm using cuss words tonight because I'm frustrated, and I'm trying my best to remain rational in a mindset of of emotions but here at 30 talk we're all about solutions so what we're going to talk about is why our people are so reluctant to give us up as you heard William O'Neill say he said you know what they call me on some bullshit cuz man I wouldn't try and go to jail what you need me to do <laughs> go down to the Black Panther office or oh, I'll do that but that happened well before the 80s, well before the 60s, well before the 70s, because there was a law put in place called the Materious Manumission. The Materious Manumission. This was used to destroy the ability to form natural groups, communities, relationships with members of their own group. The Materious Manumission, M-E-R-I-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, Manumission, Act of 1710 was a legal act of freeing slaves for good deeds, as 
defined by the national public policy, and it could grant them freedom if a slave was to save a white master or his property, invent something for the master that he can profit from, snitch on slaves who planned rebellion or running away. This was in 1710. We are in 2019. <laughs> so the materialist manumission, or the materialist, yes, materialist, materialist manumission shows us that the government already knew that there was going to be a sense of rebellion coming. So we had, when I speak of we, I'm talking about the opposition. We got to find a way to get a hold on that before it gets out of control. Let's start giving these niggas roles and shit. The ones we can trust. Because I'm working on an installment that goes a little bit deeper into the education system. Because in our last installment, The Proper Perspective, we talked about that. But we're going to go a little bit deeper into historical black colleges. We're just going to take one step closer. If you're curious about that information, Steve Coakley, Steve Coakley, C-O-K-E-L-K-E-L-Y. Yes, Steve Coakley. Hey, man, look, just look, look up that elder. Look up that elder. He's an ancestor, but look up that elder. So, yes, the materialist manumission was already rewarding slaves for doing good shit for white people. Here we are in 2019. We don't even, we don't even have to do good shit for white people no more. We just doing that shit so we don't have to look bad, so we don't have to go to jail. It's like it's like a they killing two birds with one stone with our stupid asses. You see me, and that's why we got hate in our community. You know what I'm saying? That's why people don't like when they see you shine a little harder than them, and things of that nature, because it was already programmed in our body. We 2019 marks 400 years of documented slavery, of documented slavery in America. Okay, 400 years, exactly. So I guess that was what, 1619 or 1519? I ain't doing good with math right now. I'm just letting you know that it's 400. Do your own math. But since documented slavery has been going on in this country, slavery didn't end until 1865, and we have the Materious Manumission Act of 1710. What is really going on? Because if you forgot that quick, the Materious Manumission Act rewarded slaves freedom if they did something good for the white man. But now we don't even do things good for the white man. We're doing things for the white man so we can save our own ass. You know? How crazy is that? We will sacrifice our own people to save ourselves. That's because we don't even know the idea of people. That's because we don't even have an idea of self. So when we see deaths like Nipsey Hussle, we got to understand that the person that killed him, I believe his name is Eric Holder. If we look at Eric Holder, now let's look at Eric Holder's story. From what I was told, from the information I told, from what I've read, he was already a heavy hitter in the streets. Nip didn't want him around. He already told him, no, you can't be around. Whatever the case may be, no Judas, he, uh, with, excuse me for being in my jam. With Nipsey being the messianic force that he was, he told Eric Holder, which was his Judas, no, bag back. You understand? But the white man put a battery in his back, charged him up, said, we got this, this, and that on you. You want this to be off your record and shit? You don't want nobody to know what we know about you? We need you to do this. Carry out this materialist man you mission. <laughs> you understand? We're going, to, we're going to reward you for doing this for us. So they say. So when we think about this, out of the 200 and 
52 known slave revolts, one slave snitched on at least all of them. Now, on one of my installments um, in Higher Learning, The Pursuit of Higher Learning, I can't remember if it was The Pursuit of Higher Learning or was it in real time. It was in real time because that's when we was talking about uh, Kanye said slavery was a choice. And I went down and I went over a few of the slave revolts that happened at that time. Give me one second. I can find it for you. We have the Black Seminole War. We have Denmark Vesey Uprising. We have the Nat Turner Rebellion. We have the New York City Conspiracy. And these were all successful slave revolts because I don't want think people to think that we was, you know, so docile and all that shit. Um, so, yes, when we think about the 252 slave revolts, we have to understand that half of them didn't come into existence because one slave figured if I can give this to master, me and my family can, give it, can be free. Instead of realizing we can free ourselves as a collective, we still have this individual, individualistic ideal. Quick pause for a second, family. I ain't going to hold up too much more of your time. I just want to get my point across. As always, we have to leave with solutions. I present all this information to the family so when you have conversations with individuals, these are the facts that you can use to present the truth. Not a personal reality, not someone else's personal reality, not somebody else's depiction of the truth. When you present facts that has nothing to do with you or the person that you're presenting them with, presenting them to, we have to understand that this, what help, this is what helps us grow. When we understand that the materials manumission after 1710 is real in Virginia, where it started, it is real. So now that we're in 2019, we have to understand that niggas is getting rewarded for not only doing good things for white people, but just to save their own ass. I played it. I'm sorry. I played something for you guys. William O'Neill. Type in Cointelpro. Type in the history of CIA. Type in the origin of the term conspiracy theory. You will find all this. We have a smartphone in our pocket, but we only use it to entertain ourselves. Shouldn't we use a smartphone to make us smarter? I'm sorry. If I want to know something, I'll find it instead of waiting for somebody else to tell me. The information is out there. Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. So now let's look at the elements that makes a functional community. A functional community has an independent economic system. We have to make sure that our money doesn't stay in our community six hours. Let's try to elevate that to 60 hours. It's like a day or so. Let's spend money amongst ourselves. If you're hungry, let's go buy from our food trucks. Let's start making food trucks in the hood. I know we got great chefs. We have great chefs in our neighborhood. Let's start making money within ourselves. Let's start eating the food that's actually being prepared for us, for the nourishment of our bodies. Let's stop going to these fast food places. Let's not go to the carryout as much. You see me? Let's make sure that our economic dollar stays in our community long enough so we can grow, so we can prosper. We also have to, we also have to create a code of conduct. A code of conduct is a competitive tool that helps promotes a group's unity and accountability. We have to hold ourselves accountable. We have to stop blaming the white man for everything. We are, they are the reason why, but we can combat that reason. <laughs> they might put these 
hurdles and these parameters in place, but it's up to us to maneuver and decipher through those parameters and over and over jump and jump over those hurdles. Okay? Wiggle through these mazes. You feel me? All it is is a maze and we have to remain consistent. We have to get our mental stamina up along with our physical stamina because this is a marathon, not a race. Wealth and power can only be gained if a code of conduct is in place. If everybody holds themselves to these rules, because that's what all those other ethnic groups do. They don't care what religion you practice. They don't care who you sleep with. Your skin complexion is the same as my skin complexion. These are the rules you got to play by when it comes down to playing these games. And if you ain't with this, you with them. But in our community, we so accepting. Oh, well, that's good white folk. Them, them good white folk. You see me? Oh, oh, yeah, they ain't never did nothing personal to me, though. You see me? So when we talk about solutions, we have to have an understanding that we are one. Once we realize who we are first. A black code of conduct is necessary to keep our destructive behavior that is evident in our community. Once we learn how to govern ourselves, we don't have to worry about the government. The reason why the government is in place is because they feel as though they have to keep us in line. But they keep us in line with fear. They keep us in line with death. They keep us in line with poverty. If they really cared about our well-being, we wouldn't have such a large amount of this small amount of people in this country in destitute. It's crazy. And I'm not going to go too much deeper into it. I just want us to understand that we have to start developing functional communities. And then we also have to start developing a sense of self. Materialist Man You Mission, Pro, William O'Neill. Start realizing what the hell is going on, people. And Nipsey Hussle's death, unfortunately, should shake your cage, should rattle you a little bit, should make you think about what is actually transpiring on this plane. Let's get, let's get our head out the sand and start enjoying the sun. As I cue up our last song for the night, good people, let's remember what Nipsey Hussle started. He started a marathon. He was in search. Excuse me, family. He was in search for something. He wanted something. Here we are. I'm your host, him, not them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, start doing your homework. Peace.